the Sales and Presentation Podcast, helping you win more sales and deliver awesome presentations. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for joining the Sales and Presentation Podcast brought to you by trevorleemedia.co.uk. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want ideas to help grow their sales and to become confident and effective presenters and speakers. In today's show, we're going to focus on sales, and I've been recently delivering some sales workshops for those working in the business-to-business sector, and I was looking at a way to try and describe some of the key things that I think are really important to sales success, and it was around the time when the World Cup was on, so there was lots of talk on the TV about uh, formations, of course, so I decided it'd be a bit of fun to come up with a sales formation. And uh, as the football season has just started in the UK recently, then um, this might be very useful. So here it is. It's the 3-3-4 formation. So on today's show, I'm going to talk you through the 3-3-4 formation of sales success. So first of all, we've got our back three lineup. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to put this, I've got this on a grid, and I'm going to put this in the show notes, uh, which will be on the Trevely Media website um, as, you know, as soon as this show goes live uh, out to you as well. So you can pick up the formation, you can see the grid, and please feel free to download it and use it, of course. So the back three. The back three is knowledge, expertise, and competence. There's a guy called Richard Denny. I'm sure many of you will have heard of Richard. Richard wrote a fantastic book called Selling to Win, amongst all other things, and he's been delivering sales training for a long, long time. And I often quote Richard because in that book, he says that two of the key words um, in sales success, one of them is knowledge. And we'll come to the other one in the in the in the lineup for the for the strike force later on. But knowledge really important. So if you're going to stand out in your you know as a salesperson or or in your sales approach to potential clients, then you need to know not just about your product and service, but you need to know as much as you can about the sector you're in, about the competition that's in there as well. And everything you can about what's trending and how things are going in your marketplace. Because that will help you develop um, expertise and be seen as an expert. And particularly if you share that expertise, um, you know, I, I think LinkedIn is a great place to do that. Your social media feeds, your blog on your website. Anything you can do to promote yourself as an expert is going to be really important to you in sales because if I'm going to buy your products or services, I need to know that you know what you're talking about, frankly. So gather the knowledge. That helps you become an expert, create the expertise, and that will help you with your competence then because especially I, you know, if you're doing a sales pitch, you need to come across as knowing what you're talking about and be competent in that area. I've seen lots of people do sales pitches and presentations and they just, because they haven't done their homework, so to speak, or they're just not that knowledgeable or that expertise in their area, then it tends to fall over a bit and uh, their competence gets questioned. So there's the back three, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So get your knowledge, build your expertise, combine those to grow your competence. So that's the back three. What about the midfield three? Midfield three. 
Well, we've had our solid back three. The midfield three are usually those that are the creative side of the business. They're, 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 they're a combination of getting everything together as well as making sure that it's all well and truly solid because in that midfield three, you need people who can cover all angles, if you like. So we've got three specialist positions in our midfield three. Researcher, preparer, an educator. <laughs> so the researcher, it's, you know, it's, it's reckoned that 70% of, of business-to-business sales are now made or decisions are now made before any contacts made with the company who are offering the product or service. And I think as a salesperson, you need to have the same research attitude, therefore, as a buyer. So you need to do your research. If anybody contacts me and tries to sell me something, usually on behalf of one of the clients I represent, and they ask me questions about the business that they could have easily found out, or questions about myself they could have easily found out, then you know, I'm thinking, why didn't they do their research? It was all there to be done. And if I have to waste my time answering questions they could have found the answers to, then that doesn't bode well. So there's no excuse for doing your research. There's tons and tons of information out there about everybody. And of course, you know, that works in, in, in the opposite way around as well, because if you're thinking that people will want to buy from you, you know, so you become the seller, make sure that you're well and truly positioned out there so that all the information they could possibly want about you is available. So do your research, find out what's going on, get a full full grasp of the people that you're wanting to work with. It will be impressive to them because nobody's doing this really, really well. Well, okay, some people are, but not enough people are doing their research really, really well. And that links into preparation because preparation is really important in any sales situation. You need to work out what's going to happen here. If you've got an appointment to visit someone on a face-to-face basis, then preparation is vital. You need, to, you need to know where you're going to meet them, who they are, what they're expecting, how long is it going to take, and think about and get ready for what you're going to deliver. If you just turn up and wing it, then you know, that's not going to help you win that, win that person over and ultimately win their business. So do your research and use your research to do your preparation. Look at where the gaps are that you could fill with your product or service. And then the third step in this midfield trio is the educator role. And it's really important that you think of yourself as an educator. Because in most situations, a lot of the people you'll be talking to, just they won't have the knowledge that you have. They won't, have, they won't understand what's going in the mar- on in the marketplace like you have through your research and preparation. So share that as an educator, not necessarily thinking I'll share that as a salesperson. Because if you can help people, if you can offer advice and you can steer them in certain directions and keep them up to speed with what's going on, it will be really valuable. In my role, I fill a gap uh, with a number of companies where they haven't got a sales and marketing director. So a really important part of my role is to stay abreast of what's happening. So I can share technology with them. I can share trends in the marketplace with them. And that is a key part of the service that I offer, is keeping the owners and the managers of the businesses I work with up to speed with what's going on. Because they're so embedded in day-to-day activity of their own business, they don't have the time often to step back and see what's going on elsewhere. So the third, the third trio then, our midfield trio of sales success skills, 
are making sure you've done your research, your preparation, and you're ready to be an educator. Right, let's move on to the front line, the ones who are really going to smash in the goals for us. So we've got an explosive front four to share with you today. (laughs) Right, and these are, in no particular order, attitude, we've got energy, we've got ideas, and we've got momentum. Those are our frontline four. You know, and running a business um, is is not easy, you know, and, and most people, you know, it's a tough old time. So I always think that when I go into a business, you know, helping them or creating ideas for them and generating sales for myself, it's all about bringing something to the table that inspires them and gives them something they don't normally get on a day-to-day basis. So let's just work our way across that front four. Attitude. That was Richard Denny's second factor. He said, knowledge and attitude will get you an awful long way in the sales environment. And I tend to agree with him. So you've got to have a positive attitude, an enthusiastic attitude as well. Because, you know, if I, if I think I'm going to enjoy working with you as a salesperson, then I'm more likely to work with, to bring, you know, to buy your product or service, I think, than if someone's got a similar product or service, then frankly, they're not very interesting. They've got a poor attitude. And and I think, oh, this is going to be hard work dealing with them. So attitude is really important. And of course, if you, you, that will mean inevitably, you will bring energy to the table. Because, you know, a lot of businesses, it's tough old, it's tough work out there. You know, you don't, it's, it's a grind, isn't it? You know, so if someone comes into the business and brings some energy with them, then, you know, I think that's really important. And I think that when I go and see any of my clients, even my regular clients, I think, you know, I need to bring with me these things, this attitude, this energy. And then the third thing is ideas. Because I, as, a, as, as a business person, I want ideas. I may not go with them all, but the fact that you've produced ideas for me is really going to be helpful. And I learned the lesson of ideas and sales many, many years ago. When I first started out in the media business as an advertising rep on the Lincolnshire Echo, I, I'm sure the Lincolnshire Echo is still going somewhere, but um, um, the easiest way for me to create sales was to produce ideas. And we had uh, in those days we didn't have uh, we didn't have computer technology or the internet, uh, but we had these big books. Uh, they were called Advocate, and anyone listening to this who's worked in the media world will remember Advocate, I'm sure. And Advocate was full of uh, graphics. You know, it was just uh, line drawings and all that sort of stuff. And you know, if you want to advertising, has to you know get attention and create interest, get that desire and create action. So. You know, the people I was, you know, selling advertising to didn't know anything about advertising. So, you know, they relied on me to be the educator, to be the expert. So I spent a lot of time preparing ideas for them. You know, not just just cutting, you know, photocopying these artwork books, cutting out, sticking a headline in there. And I'd go around and I'd, I'd just plonk them on their desk, you know, rough ideas. And they'd go, oh, yeah, Trevor, really like that one. Let's go with that one. And... There's no doubt that a lot of the sales that I achieved in those advertising days were on the back of my ideas. And so therefore, if you want to be you know, a great salesperson, you need to be prepared to get some ideas together for your customer. That's, they will like it. They will be receptive to it. It will work. It will get you sales. So, you know, combine attitude, bring some energy, bring some ideas. And wow, you know, you're really going to, you know, it's going to make a difference. I can assure you it will make a difference. But you have to put some time in before. You can't just turn up 
and wing it. And that's what most people are doing now. They are just turning up and winging it or they're just phoning up and still thinking if they make 100 calls and they get five sales, that's job done. It might be job done in the short term, but you know those five sales, are they really going to stick with you in the long term? Or is it just a transaction rather than a relationship that you've created? So the final part of our front four is momentum. And sales is all about momentum. You have to keep momentum going in sales. If you don't have momentum, then you know things will drift. And the point where momentum is often lost is when you've got a great idea, you've done a good pitch, and the client genuinely wants to spend some time you know, having a little think about it, or maybe ask you to put together a proposal. And that's when you can lose momentum because you're now leaving the arena, they're leaving the arena, and you know you, you, there's a danger. What happens next is that you, you, you know, salespeople don't be, uh, they don't have enough uh, sort of solid follow-up booked and planned and the next steps. So, oh, okay, shall I give you a call in a week or so? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, do that. Well, you know, very often that sort of thing it means the momentum's gone. So a couple of thoughts on this. One is nail in exactly when you're going to have the follow-up. So I'll give you a call on Tuesday. And I always say to the people I work with, never say, I'll give you a call on Tuesday at three o'clock. Offer them two or two, a couple of alternatives. I could give you a call at Tuesday um, at quarter at 10.45 or I could ring you in the afternoon at 3.20. Which of those suits you best? And there's two things there. One is that you're giving them an alternative, so the chances are they'll choose one of them. And secondly is that you're, not, you're, you're giving them a, a, a kind of semi-quirky time because most people say, oh, three o'clock or 3.30. And I always say to the people I work with, if you try, if, if someone tries to book an appointment with me at 3 o'clock, my natural reaction is they're going to take an hour. If it's 3.30, I'm thinking they're going to take half an hour at least. If it's 3.20, I'm suddenly thinking they want 10 minutes. That'll be great. So offer people quirky times. A, they'll, you'll get noticed because no one else does this or very few people do this. And therefore, secondly, you're more likely to get the, uh, get them, get the appointment to the, to the follow-up. If you're going to follow up by email, don't just go uh, send them an email a week later and saying, have you read my email yet? <laughs> because, you know, everybody does that. And guess what? No one ever replies to that sort of email or very few people do. Instead, send them some additional value. Send them something that you found out since you saw the call. Do a bit more research. Send, some, send them something of interest. So there we go. Um, there's, the, there's the show for today, ladies and gentlemen. It's the 334. So let's just remind ourselves of what they were. Right, so the back three, knowledge, expertise, competence. The midfield trio, research, preparation, education. And then the upfront guys bring attitude, energy, ideas, and momentum to the sale. So there we go. That's the end of this week's podcast. This is actually number 22. Wow, can you believe it? In the podcast series. Um, 
And of course, we've had a name change recently as well. So the Sales and Presentation Podcast in its second guise is up to episode 22, which is fantastic. So I hope you've uh, found that useful and I hope that your sales will grow and that uh, you also get the chance to deliver some really great presentations. So if you're new to the podcast, then do hit the subscribe button. That would be brilliant. Um, And if you're a regular listener and you want to leave a review because you think this is really useful to you, then that would be fantastic. So there's lots of places you can leave reviews on on itunes on your podcast uh, app itself wherever it might be so ladies and gentlemen that's the end of another podcast i'm your host trevor lee i'll be back next week with another episode of the sales and presentation podcast now if you would like to uh, be on the podcast um, and share a tip or an idea that would ha- that you found is really useful for sales or winning presentations and sales pitches, then drop me a line to podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. I'll get back in touch and we'll try and arrange to do a, uh, an audio interview so that you you're quick, you can we can talk about your, your your tip on the show sometime in the future. So do do that um, and and that'll be great fun. So um, anyway, in the meantime, you know, uh, have a great week and make sure that you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that come your way. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media.